Welcome to the Crossing Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. The Crossing Church exists to see every person restored to God and to the life He created them to live. And we want to walk through this journey with you. If you need help or if you need prayer of any kind, you can text the keyword, I need help to 31996. Or if you give your life to the Lord, we would love to know. You can text the keyword, I said yes, to that same number, 31996. Someone from our care team will reach out to see how we can walk through life with you. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Fired up and ready to rumble today. Hallelujah. Man, we are a, we're a different church gang. You, you may not know, but uh, something has changed and something's been breathed into us and it's good and what was was good and where we are is good, but we're not where we're going. There's still more to be had, man. This is a good day to be alive, great day to be called by God. We have been assigned to the moment we're standing in and we are not afraid of it. We aren't afraid of the day we've been called to. We're the, we're the people of God. And uh, I am so excited to be a part of a church that is uh, up for the fight. Yeah. Got a little taste for it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, eh, we're not sitting this out. Praise God. Well, before we uh, kick the football, um, I want to introduce you to a couple of folks that have joined our team, some precious people. Dakota and Rachel, where are y'all at? There they are. Y'all, come on, come on. Can y'all give Dakota and Rachel... Is this not a beautiful couple or what? Good Lord. Yeah, I told Dakota, I used to look like him about 40 years ago. I had hair and all that. Anyway, uh, gang, this is, th- these two are just precious t- to me. Uh, Rachel would come over to our house, myself and Stacy's house, before she met that one. Uh, and uh, she helped Stacy with um, the boutique and all. Anyway, I just, just, we just wanted to adopt her. And uh, she starts going out and, uh, and uh, ended up marrying that one. And uh, <laughs> that's kind of how I felt at first, honestly, because I, I just, some of the, the young ladies that have been in our life, I think, who's good enough for them? And, uh, and, uh, and uh, you're close. You're good. You're doing good there, Dakota. <laughs> But we, we, so we go out to dinner with them, and uh, Dakota is a children's pastor and was a children's pastor at another church here local. And uh, just, please hear me. Uh, it, it is an internal ethic for me as pastor. We don't go hunting ministers from local churches. You just don't do it, at least till now. <laughs> <laughs> but up to this point, I've been a man of conviction. Uh, no, we, we start going out, absolutely, no, we just going out to dinner to, to get to know Dakota, and, and uh, we know Rachel. Anyway, while we're doing it, Dakota starts talking about children's ministry in a way that starts igniting a fire in me. When we started this church, God, the first thing God spoke to me, the first hire we made was children's pastor. He said, Randy, build a stronghold in the area of children's ministry. Go after the children. Don't consider them an afterthought. And we did exactly that, and there was a lot of fire and activity, and then it was always a circus over there and things going on. It was just a, uh, just a lot of activity going on. We, we didn't necessarily lose that vision, but, you know, we started to get into maintain mode or whatever and got a thousand other things we're doing. And honestly, it had been a long time since I'd heard that sound of, of a young man that said, you know, I'm not doing children's ministry until I can, you know, work my way up. 
It's like, no, I'm a children's pastor. I can't wait to do, I can't wait to, to mess with these kids to help them. I want to see them, you know, saved and filled with the Spirit. And, and he came from uh, Andrew Womack's college. So, uh, and he was putting the word, I mean, if you know Womack, it's, he's a man of the word. Man, he's putting the word and the word of faith into children. And I'm hearing him talk about all that he's doing. And the more he talked, I start, I can't help myself. This thing starts rising on the inside of me. And uh, I, I just thought, Lord, is this you? I mean, this is against the rules and all that. And uh, so uh, after a few dinners, we, we brought up the awkward question, are y'all feeling anything? Is there something going on? And uh, he actually, Dakota actually went to a conference and, a, and a, a woman he didn't know just walked up to him and said, hey, you need to know this is a word from the Lord. An opportunity is coming. A door is going to open to you in the near future. And you need to know that's me and you need to go through it. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, we broke some rules. And, uh, uh, yeah, you know, when it's God, it's like uh, he overrules the rules there. So that's going to be in the message. So, gang, all I'm saying to you is that God has brought to us an absolute hand-picked choice. This couple, I love them to pieces. And before I even thought of them as being on our staff, I loved them to pieces. But we are so blessed that God would so craft and build somebody like Dakota and Rachel and bring them to us because it is our heart. I mean, the children are not an afterthought. We want them to have as good or better church services than we have, but it takes a special leader. It takes somebody that's got that same uh, vision. And uh, God put that in Dakota, and the more we talked, the more clear it was. You know, Pastor Randy, that is your children's pastor. And so uh, we agreed with God, they agreed with God, so we're all in, in line with him. We blessed the precious church they came from, great church. But uh, starting here now in 2022, God has brought us this uh, great team, and so we're going to pray and accept them and bless them as part of our new family. If y'all would all stand to your feet, and I'm going to ask them just to step up a little closer as I lay my hands on them. Would you stretch your hands this direction, Lord, over this precious couple, Lord? Thank you, first of all, Lord, just for making precious, godly people and bringing them together. Bless their marriage. Bless their finances. Bless them, Lord. Uh, coming and going in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for the great church and the great pastoral staff that he came from, the great church here in Montgomery County, Lord. I ask, God, your blessing and your favor upon that church, Lord God, and prosper them even, Lord God, prosper them in all ways. And thank you that you've got answers for their children's ministry. Father, we recognize as well that this is your sovereign will and you're moving, Lord. You fit and join your body together. And Lord, it is our pleasure to cooperate with you, and we're so grateful, Lord, for the gift of God that Dakota Marone is to this body, and Rachel is to this body. Right now, we receive them as part of this team. We bless them by the sovereign hand of God as your choice, and we thank you, God, now for revival by your definition in our children's ministry, in our children, in our children's worker. Lord, thank you, Father, that there are men and women right now that are feeling your spirit even in this second, thinking, Lord, I want to help them. I am all about that. I will help them. Father, in Jesus' name, raise them up. God, I pray for a children's ministry that people come from far and near to say, what in the world is going on here that so many children are prophesying, speaking in faith that know the word of God. They're being saved. They're changing their school children in the name of Jesus, Lord. So, Father, we speak and pray that over Dakota and over Rachel, over our ministry, and we thank you, God, 
for the plans that you have for us. They are good plans, and we're excited about them in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother, welcome, man. Get out there and hit somebody. Love y'all. Man, I love this couple. Great people. Guys, y'all can be seated. We, we've got just, a, I want to say team, our staff is un, just unbelievable. But uh, it, it's not just staff, it's us. It, there's just something really powerful going on here. Man, I look at over here and I see so much depth and so much calling and so much anointing just here. And uh, boy, if we heard anything over the revival nights, it's that the Holy Spirit wants to come. In fact, uh, uh, Austin had a vision of uh, just seeing a beam of light come straight down onto this place. And when it hit this place, it just splattered like water would splatter on a windshield. And the lights just, just dispersed everywhere. And I believe, and that's us, that's you. Uh, that's God moving through the church and the church returning to being the church, not a spectator sport, but y'all just coming here to get filled up and get back out there and back on the field doing what God's called you to do, using the gifts of the Holy Spirit, not just for the church, taking those things out, letting it just splash out there, speaking the thoughts, the secret thoughts of men and women's hearts so that they know the scripture says when you prophesy, when you speak the thoughts of another man, that person will say, surely God is in this place. And we want to be those carriers. Again, church as usual. It's been fantastic. No complaints, no criticisms, but we've got to move. The cloud is moving and what the world is needing from us, the lost uh, harvest that's sitting out there, we need to pick up the sound of people crying out, does anybody really believe in their God? Is the power of God real? Is there really a God and are there people who aren't squeamish and squirmish and trying to entertain me? Somebody actually have some conviction. God is calling us to be those people as he's calling thousands of churches right now. There's a work of God going on everywhere. We, listen, we're not gonna be left out. We are not sitting on the sidelines. So I just bless you all. Uh, we, we are concluding, please hear me now. Today is the 37th day of 37 days. Isn't that awesome? It's been a wonderful time, and I, I want to be careful not to talk of it in past tense as if, well, that's over. I'm back to the grind. <laughs> well, the Lord was wonderful, but now we're on our own again. Uh, it, it doesn't have that at all. There was something birthed, yes. something that's being crafted in 30, the first 10 10 percent of our year, all that is is just is just the launch pad got built, and uh, you you can hear the, the the you know the tower saying ten, nine, eight, seven. We're we got there's more power and more things to get done, and uh, so we are just now getting started. Whatever the Lord started to brew in you, don't don't let don't feel like when you get up tomorrow morning it's like oh it's day thirty eight. Well that that was fun. No, it's, it's in you, and it's going somewhere. So let's just continue to stoke that. Um, today, uh, and by the way, how many of you were able to join us for some of the revival nights? Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Lord, Lord, Lord. And uh, man, I'm, I'm sitting here conflicted, to be honest, because I'm thinking, man, why don't we just wipe Sunday out? And just, you know, that, that prayer time, we would pray from six to seven, and well over 100 people would show up. Man, this place was catching on fire before we ever started, and I, I don't, I told one of our staff people, man, I don't know if I can, I think I'm, I think I'm messed up. I think I am ruined. I don't know that I can, I don't know what to do, but I can't not have that. I mean, that's the, the, the problem. Here's the problem with the presence of God. 
because there's nothing like it, I, I can't, we, I, we're just, we just can't just have church. I, I, and church is good, but, I, but now when you hear the word church, you need to know it means we're here. If he doesn't come to church, it's not church. When I say church, I mean we are here. He's the boss. He comes, and we get to be the, the very blessed host of his presence. And uh, listen, whatever you're in need of, if he's present, it's more than, than handled. And so uh, today I want to speak on a, on a subject, and we're, it, I won't take long. We're going to have communion, but uh, tomorrow you're not going to have a booklet to tell you how to pray. So I thought I better give you one more week here. <laughs> Be sure, you know, so next, next year it might be called whatever it is, uh, you know, 42 days or something, but no, it's 37 days. Uh, but uh, I want to give you a prayer, and this is as I was praying what God put on my heart. Very familiar to, to some of you. This is out of 1 Chronicles 4. It's called The Prayer of Jabez, and a great book by Wilkerson was written s- some years ago. And uh, man, just as I was praying yesterday morning, just wandering all over this place, um, I just, this is just what came to mind, that we want to we wanna ask God for his promises. When we say the word bless, everybody say bless. bless. Say bless me. Bless me. Uh, we're going to see a prayer here that for whatever reason, there's some 600, uh, uh, let me just say, First Chronicles, if your melatonin isn't kicking in at night and you're not getting sleepy, go to First Chronicles. Uh, it'll take you right out. Uh, the first four chapters are just so-and-so beget so-and-so. All of them are names you can't pronounce and I can't pronounce. And you think, what was wrong with these people? Where's John and Bob and Bill? It's like, oh, my God where they get these names from, but they just, it's just a lineage of just literally 600 in the book. Just he begat them and they begat them and he married her and they begat this one and this, and they're all hard names. And it's just like, whew. but you get to this one place that God said, I, whoa, 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 hold it, hold it. I want you to see this, this guy's special. And he's not some Hebrew hero that we know a lot about. There's just one little pocket but uh, here's what we know. If it's in the Bible, all Scripture is God-breathed yes. and useful for the equipping of the saints. What is the rest of this? All Scripture is God-breathed and for the equipping of the saints. What is it? Anyway, Second <laughs> Timothy, <laughs> Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It's in the Bible. The point being, all scriptures God breathed, and it's useful for teaching. I got to get it now: teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. There it is. My God, y'all need another pastor. I swear, you got to get one that knows the word. All right, so. What I'm saying is that little pocket of Scripture that God said, whoa, 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 pay attention to this. It's, it's God-breathed so that we could get it today. And I want, you, I want to take the squeamishness out about asking for blessing. Don't, don't ever hesitate because, you know, we, we did have some, some time in the church where blessing was taught as, in such a selfish way. People with well-intended, they just drifted a little, they just drifted a little bit, uh, but by and large, Listen, the, 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 the messages of faith and blessing, God is a God who likes to bless. Yes. And it's not just money. When we say the word blessing, we automatically think money. It, is, it includes money, but man, it is so much more than, than just money. It, it's, it's, 
It's everything about your life. In fact, let's talk about it. Let me read you the, 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 the scripture. So-and-so begets so-and-so begets so-and-so begets so-and-so. It says, verse 9 says, now Jabez, 1 Chronicles 4, 9, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. His, his name was pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. Boy, there's, that's what we've been doing. Called on the God of Israel. That is what we've been doing. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Man, doesn't that sound easy? Just boom. God bless me. Man, this is, if you, even, if you, if you don't remember anything else this week while you're praying, be bold to step up and say, God bless me. God bless me. Why is this how we're concluding and the prayer I want you to, to, to include in your prayer times this week? Bless me indeed. That's the first thing. Everybody say, bless me indeed. Bless me indeed. Bless me indeed, Lord God. I'm glad you're blessing everybody else. I'm glad for what's happening in Africa and China. Me, here, right here and now. Blessing. Here's what it means. The first, the first thing, two, two meanings I want you to take away from it. The first blessing, meaning of blessing, it's the word barak in Hebrew, and it means to kneel down. But it doesn't mean you, the one asking, kneel down. It means God, would you kneel down? Would you come down? The picture is this. God, who says, the heavens are my throne and the earth is my footstool. That's big. That's a big God. He takes up all the expanse. He's large. He's powerful. He's beyond us figuring out or understanding. He's from eternity to eternity. He's, he's an important person. He's the kind of God. He's the supreme of everything else. There's nothing higher nor greater than him, nothing larger than him. And everything that we see came into being because he spoke it. That's his authority. He's other than. He's not like us. And so to call on him can seem like, Lord, I don't want to bug you. And, and clearly you've got 7 billion people you're trying to manage, and that's got to be a headache. And all those angels, and surely they get out of whack sometimes, and that's got to be an administrative nightmare. And, uh, you know, all the paper, you know, here's the picture. Here's great God. And when you say, bless me, here's what you're asking. God, would you come down? like a father, like a father does with a child, come down to my level and talk to me. Just, just come down right here. Over this last three nights, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I watched this game. If you were here, you saw it with your own eyes. This great God that knows what's happening in Russia and in China and in Africa and everywhere else, and he's got all of this knowledge Man, he swirled around this building and made himself small enough to come right here with us as children. And I watched it in these altars. I watched hungry people. I'm telling you, it was just so fantastic. I watched hungry people saying, Father, Father, touch me, heal me, forgive me, see me, notice me, my life. Man, and I watched this great, huge, powerful, unspeakable, un uh, incapable of describing wonderful God gets small enough to get into this little room. And with all the other things going on, he paid attention. And I watched people all through these aisles just laying and crying and standing. And this great, powerful God who you must think, gosh, he's got a lot to do. 
Man, he just stopped everything to come be with us. He kneeled down. He got down to us. When we say, God bless me, you need to know he's, way, he's anticipating you saying it. And I don't know how he does it, but it's just like me with my grandkids now. Man, they're just, they're just little you know, weebly wobbles. But there is something about just seeing, just, just getting right down there with them. And that's what our God does. When you cry out this week, God bless me, just know this. He's not too busy, doesn't have too much going on, and he's not too big to get into whatever little spots you're in. In fact, he can get in, in you and see through you and get to the mo- minutest detail happening in your life. That's how attentive our great God is. Lord, bless me, Jabez was saying. Kneel down and come see just me. Not, not to the neglect of anybody else, but can you see me? Is anybody feeling this? Uh, yes. See me, God. Touch me. The second thing it means is this. It means to kneel down. Blessing means, secondly, to overrule the curse. Overrule. In our, our court systems, we have different levels of courts with different levels of authority. In one court, a lower court can come up with a ruling based on facts and all kinds of things and say, this is our ruling. However, if that's appealed and it's taken to a higher court, that higher court can say, overruled. No, undoing that. You and I were born into the the curse, the curse that is this world. We're in a cursed world. It's driven by the curse. Yes, the kingdom of God has come. It's come, and wherever kingdom people are and understand our authority, we can impose on very small places and very small regions the kingdom of God. But overall, this earth functions under a curse, and that's why we, the redeeming people, the redeemed, are called to be ministers of reconciliation. We're trying to snatch everybody out of that cursed environment into the kingdom or into the blessed environment. But, here's, but, but to say, God bless me, it's saying, God, overrule, overrule the curse. Deuteronomy 30, uh, God says to Israel, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. A place before you, life and death, the life of Jesus, the death of the curse, blessing, which means what God wants to happen, and cursing, what's going to happen naturally if it's not interrupted by his life. You and I are born into sin, born into this curse. And here's the thing, the trajectory, in other words, where your life is headed is being drifted. You're in a tide, an undercurrent that's pulling you. The word bless, it it speaks to the end of a thing. It speaks to the result. Like, like how is this going to turn out? When God speaks blessing on something, it doesn't matter what mess you're in right now or or how you've got to go to get there. It doesn't mean you're not going to go up and down and all around. It means I have determined how this thing is going to turn out, and it's going to turn out exactly like I've determined it's going to, 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 to turn out. So when you speak blessing, and when God speaks blessing, it doesn't mean everything you know, gets wonderful today. It means the trajectory begins to turn and go that way. When I speak blessing over my children, it doesn't mean everything is going to just go jolly right now. It means it's predetermined. It's going, you're going to land on your feet. That's the beauty of the blessing. If you're cursed, you're going to, you're not going to land on your feet. The, The curse is going to take you to hell. It's just like that. 
It's just like, remember when Jesus, uh, Matthew 24, 25, when he's given all those judgment day things, he talks about those on his right and those on his left, and he calls those on his left. He, he divides humanity up, not into four people, not into Republicans and Democrats. Cursed and blessed, that's how he divided them. Who'd you vote for? Don't care. Don't care right now. Eternity's about to be, you're about to be sentenced for all eternity, and you're either blessed by my Father or depart from me, you cursed. That's the only two groups there are. Everything else is extremely submitted to that. When, when, when he, when he, the scripture, he who began a good work, he'll be faithful to see to it. It's going to turn out like it wants to. Please hear me. Many of you had a work of God start in your life. And uh, I, I, want, please, I want you to hear this about Pastor Randy. I'm not gonna try and keep this thing going. I'm not gonna try to keep this revival going. I don't take on that responsibility. Uh, our worship team isn't gonna try to keep this thing going. You know why? We couldn't, we couldn't do it if we, if we wanted to. The one who began it, he'll be faithful to see to it. What God has birthed in this church, there's a bunch of us that are just hungry hearts saying, God, we want what you want. Whatever you wanna do and whatever the world is in need of and whatever you want, we, we just, we're, we, we're thankful for what we have but completely unsatisfied with, you know, you need to know this about a move of God. You're gonna be very thankful for what he's doing and feel almost uh, unappreciative to say to him, but I want more. And you need to know that's the, again, that's the problem with the presence of God. You're thankful, but you say, God, more, more. You need to know that's exactly how you should feel. That there's, that's not wrong. That's thank you. And more, God, I'm still unsatisfied, but I'm so thankful, but I'm so, I want more. That's the right tension to walk in in a moment like this. And that's where we're at. That's where Pastor Randy's at. Blessing overrules, it overrules the curse. The trajectory, uh, the trajectory of a thing changes and you get on a new trajectory. Number, number, uh, is that the first one? Oh, that's just point one. Okay, number two is enlarge my territory. Everybody say, bless me. Bless me. Say, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. <laughs> All right. Bless me, God. Overrule the limitations and of my capacity for you. Stretch me, God. I tell you, one of the, the, the prophetic words over the church now, uh, as, as we've gotten into 2022, has been that the, the wineskin, the mindset that we've been in has kept limits on us. That's not evil. That's just human. Okay, that's not evil, it's just human. When, I, when we freeze up in our mindsets and we start limiting God, and this is Pastor Randy, when he's just saying, okay, this is how he works and this is how he doesn't work and now we got it down and we know the rules and everybody just behave and you kind of limit God to just what you, how, what you believe. Our hearts tend to freeze up right there and then we become, we become uh, sort of referees on our Christianity and our faith becomes more about being right and not wrong and start arguing with other Christians about some nuance and they're wrong and I'm right. And it feels like progress. It's the most pointless. But there's a world dying out there. Why are we button heads over stupid stuff? And, uh, but what happens is when you don't have the, the, the fresh water coming in, the old water is good, but it starts to get stagnant. 
And what the, the thing is, when we become old wineskins, you don't understand the wineskin thing. Uh, Jesus was giving a, a, teaching his disciples because some other, the, the apostles of John, the uh, disciples of John and Pharisees came and said, hey, we fast. Your guys don't fast. We're spiritual. That's what we do. Fasting is what we do. You're supposed to fast. We've always fasted. Mother fasted. My grandmother fasted. We just fast. And, and Jesus said, that's fantastic. Our guys don't fast. We don't do church that way. What? And what he's saying was, you got a mindset, you don't even know why you fast. I mean, you're so far past that, you don't even know why you worship. You've just gotten into routine and you go around and, and you're challenging me because you think you're right. Here we go again. Who's right, who's wrong? This no, my guys don't fast. Said, That's an old wineskin. It's a mindset. A religious mindset. You know, we do it this way. Here's the thing. My heart has gotten frozen up on many occasions where it starts being about being right and not wrong, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm, uh, the world's dying and we, we can't fight with each other. Here's the thing. It's a miracle when God comes and begins to soften our hearts and make us childlike and pliable again so we can hear again, so that we can get excited again, so that the adventure again can start to realize, wait a minute, I know this little bit. It's not bad, but it certainly isn't the limits of what God wants to do. Man, I'm, I'm a young man still, I think. Um, I've got lots of life to live. I want God to do three times as much in, in the remainder of my life than he's done in, in all of my life right now. The only way that happens is us as humans, us, the church, have to go, wait a minute. It's good. Lord, soften us so that we can take what you're trying to do right now. Change us so that we can expand. It's not that what we have is bad. It's just, it's not, it's just too limited. God, open us. That's, that's what that wineskin thing is. I have no idea why I went there in this. Um, oh, stretch. <laughs> That's been one of the, the key messages coming out of our 37 days is that God is stretching us. You need to know your pastor has been stretched like a rubber band man. Yes. Hey, y'all, prepare yourself for the rubber band man. Anyway, cool baseline on that if you remember the 70s. Um, I have been stretched. Uh, what's that little? Uh, there's a little toy. Anyway, listen, Stretch Armstrong. I've been a Stretch Armstrong. Uh, you know, I, I, it, I normally spend for these messages 10 hours minimum, 20 hours most times on messages. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm working on these messages. Uh, when you're doing revivals, you don't even have 10 minutes. You know, we've been doing this revival. I'm telling you, it, it's just about made me sick because I'm, I'm used to walking in prepared. I know what we're going to talk about. And uh, when it's just Holy Spirit, uh, we start in five minutes. Any ideas? I mean... I, I kind of need something, you know. I've Googled all I can Google. What, what are you doing, Lord? But I'm telling you, what the Lord has been speaking and, and what it's caused me to do, it's stretched, my, stretched me to, to say, God, I've got to walk in your spirit and be ready in season and out of season. And if I get 10 hours or if I get zero hours, I've got to be able to stop and say, Holy Spirit, speak right now because I'm walking out there in about five minutes. Say something. And to be able to hear that, and that might not, you might not even care. You should, because that's painful for me. But uh, this is a good stretching for Pastor Randy, and I'm being put in, in an uncomfortable place. And I, you know what? I don't ever want to go back. I do not want to be comfortable again. If we get the results we got on these nights, I don't, I don't want to ever feel like I got this. I don't ever want to. I want to feel like, Lord, if you don't show up, we're gonna, I'm going to make us both look bad, so you better show up. And I'm capable. You know that. Stretching, enlarge my territory. So interesting to me that this uh, Jabez comes from the tribe of Judah. 
And while he's saying stretch, and what he's saying is, Lord, the ministry capacities, what you want to do through me, man, surely there's more to, to life than getting up and going to work and coming home and turning on the news and eating dinner and going to bed and doing it again and doing it again, going to church and hallelujah and praise the Lord. Lord, do something more with my life. There's folks in this room right now that that is a scream. It's a, it's a call of your, Lord, do more through my life. And that's what Jabez was saying. Lord, blessing for me means this, do more through my life. Well, he had no idea the river that was running in his, in his lineage, that he was praying, Lord, expand the ministry reach of my life, and that his whole tribe was going to end up with, a, with the birth of a, a lion from the tribe of Judah, who would change the planet. I think that's expanding territory right there. Take over eternity. That's, that's some pretty expansive stuff. Why did God say, stop and listen to this guy? You're never going to hear from him again, but listen to, the, to, to his heart cry and follow it. Yeah. And it's because if you pray, God, expand my territories. Give me more influence to reach more people. I'm scared to death about it. But nonetheless, don't, don't respond to that. Go through me. Push me. Stretch me. I want to be productive for you. Man, that's a dangerous prayer, but it's a fantastic prayer. Listen, if you've lost the adventure in your walk with Christ and you're just bored to tears, pray this prayer and open up. And take some risk. Let the Lord start stretching you. Amen? Expand my territory. Number three, let your hand be upon me. Let your hand be upon me. Acts eleven twenty one. speaking of the apostles, says, And the hand of the Lord, the hand of the Lord, was with them. And a great number believed and turned to the Lord. A great number. The hand of the Lord, when we pray that, we're saying, Lord, beyond what I can do. Your, your power, your protection, Lord, bless me with your power. Bless me with protection. Uh, bless me with the backing of heaven, anything I, I, I embark upon. Lord, let your hand be upon it. Again, remember Obed-Edom. Uh, we talked about this somewhere earlier in the, in the, the time. When the, when the presence of the Lord came, Obed-Edom was just excited to have the covenant, the presence of God. But when his presence showed up, everything started to prosper. Man, his marriage got better and his 401k grew and all of his investments in penny stock just went through the roof and the guy was making billions and his cows were having more cattle. And David saw that and went, what in the world? And he was jealous because where the presence of God is, it's not that you don't have to pray for prosperity, but if you'll get your heart positioned before God, wherever he comes, he can, he can listen, he can cover the check. He can write a check. We need his presence. When we talk about the, the blessing of God, man, if he, if he shows up, he'll be sure you've got what you need. Yeah. And a part of this too, gang, hear me. When we start to pray for prosperity, and I want you to know, pastors, this is a prosperity church. You betcha. Yeah. You betcha. Is it a secret church? You betcha. Yeah. Wait a minute. I thought it was a faith church. You betcha. <laughs> I thought it was a Bible church. Anyway, you got it. Man, this is a God church. It's just, hey, whatever God says is ours, man. We're not in some stream here. We're like, God, if you say it and we see it in the scripture, we're in, yeah. all in. And I see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in these last days where he's going to use his church. And I want you to know our hands are up. Hey, yeah, yeah, whoa. Don't leave us out. We are all in. You tell yeah. us what to do. You're the boss. We're following you. The Lord of the harvest, come be the Lord. We want, we want to help you with that harvest. Praise God. His hands upon us. Hallelujah. I think there was another good point in there, and I, the ADD's kicking in. So, uh, number four, what is when he, when he says, bless, bless me, Lord, bless me indeed, expand my territory, do more through me. Let your hand of favor and prosperity and the backing of heaven be on everything I do, Lord God, this year. And lastly, overrule all curses that have been spoken over my life. 
overrule them. Gang, this is so powerful, so powerful. Overrule them. Why do I say that? Jabez, the end of his prayer, he says, and Lord, that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. Why did he pray that? The reason that he prayed that was because his mother, because it was a hard labor and she caused, she was caused pain by him, she basically took of the curse and named him based on the persuasion and, and cursed this young boy, cursed her baby by saying, he's a pain. Boy, just a pain. She did it, because, and, and here's why I say it's of the curse. You remember the first thing that God, when God pronounced the curse after the sin, when he turned to the woman, what's the first thing he said to her? In pain and in travail, you're, you're gonna have babies. That's part of the curse. For all you ladies that are suffering from an offense with Eve, and have unforgiveness in your heart. She's probably a lonely person in heaven, probably very lonely. (laughs) Every woman comes to heaven, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I don't like you. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. We are gonna talk. No, but here's the thing. She was suffering from the curse of sin and the brokenness, and unknowingly, the pain that she suffered from the curse, she just passed it on to her child. And gang, that happens, that's what humanity does. We pass along how we identify with the curse, we pass it along naturally. Isn't it amazing how, look, we're all good Christian folk in here. Amen? I see some of you going. Most of you, most of us do. But isn't it amazing, us grace-filled, Bible-believing, 21st century, most intelligent of the word of God people, still... If, if a believer fails, if a minister fails, and I'm not, I'm not covering it as if to say it's not a big deal, but a man of God can have millions of people saved and do tremendous things for God and fail. And again, I'm not, it's not okay, but we will forever from that point on identify that man. We'll, in other words, we'll say, uh, Jimmy Swagger. Yeah, Jimmy Swagger, man, wrote great songs and worship, millions of people saved, gave millions of dollars into, into uh, missions and did all kinds of great things back in the 70s and 80s. But you know what he did. We identify people naturally by their cursed identity, by their flesh. It's just natural. And gang, we do it to each other. And we walk around going, well, you know, they're divorced. I mean, yes, they're getting a lot of people saved, and yes, they're going on the mission field, but you know that guy struggles with pornography. Why do we do that? It's just the nastiness of our flesh and needing to just take a little time out and go, whoa, 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 whoa. When Jesus came, he overruled the identity. This this poor guy, Jabez, was saying, Lord, my, my mother and my dad said I would end up this way, that I would be a person that causes pain. Please, God. My mother and dad said, you're, you're never going to amount to anything. Why are you so dumb? You, you're never going to be enough. All these little identities, these are curses that got spoke. By, it could be well-meaning people. I don't mean they're well-meaning when they said it. I'm just saying it's not that we need to get mad at them and go chase them down. The point is we're in a world that loves to place identity based on our curse identity. 
And the beauty of what Jesus did, he says, I give you a new name. I will give you a new identity because he comes in riding on, on the blessing. Read it to you here. Galatians uh, 3.13 says, but Christ has rescued us from the curse. If you've received Jesus, he has rescued you from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself my curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scripture, cursed is everyone who is hung on the cross. He took our, our curse. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles, that'd be most of us in here. So if you're Jewish, you get included too. With the same blessing, everybody say blessing. Blessing, blessing he promised to Abraham so that we who are believers might receive the promise, the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Today in this room are all kinds of subtle in, internal identities that keep limitations on us and they've been put on us and we've sort of accepted it and, and made peace with these identities and it's powerful, it's powerful. Man, when I was a kid, I had something accidental, I've told you before, that my dad did, just he was tired and, and man, I'm telling you, some, there was something that came into me that said, Randy, don't be a bother. The goal of your life is don't be a bother. It happened in seconds, and to this day, one of the struggles that I've had between me and God is feeling like a bother. I have to hear him say every once in a while, Randy Harvey, you are not a bother. And I have to hear that blessed, I've got to hear the kingdom identity come and overrule just something I picked up from just being human. Some of you here, there's people in here. In fact, all of us have some level of identity and it's strong in us. It's powerful and it sets limits on us. And when Jabez said, bless me, I don't want to turn out like my mother said I would turn out, but I feel that pull. I feel the defeat in those words. It's been spoken over my life. God, would you speak something different? And it says here, God liked that prayer. God liked that prayer. I'd like you to stand to your feet like our worship team to come. We are gonna declare over this 37 days, over 2022, the blessing of God. And this week, I would like you just to be praying this prayer of Jabez. God, oh God, bless me. Bless me indeed. Expand my territory. Give me more influence and do more in me than I could ever dream, Lord God. I wanna be a difference maker in this kingdom. Bless my children, bless my finances, bless the anointing. More, Lord, more, more, more. I pray often, Lord, more anointing. I want a greater anointing to lead and a greater anointing to prophesy. Those are the two prayers on Pastor Randy's heart right now. More prophecy, more of a spirit of prophecy. We need to see what's going on in the spirit. God, more. Let God place a hunger in your heart that you could say, Lord, expand it more. I'm not satisfied. It's not getting done what I know could get done. Let it come, Lord Jesus. More, Lord, expand my territory. Let your hand be upon me. Place your big, blessing, powerful hand upon me. Your right hand of blessing. Lord God and Lord, bless me. Remove every curse that's been spoken, every curse that I've agreed with. 
It's not what people call you. It's what you answer to. It's not what's been said about you. It's what you've, you've allowed to get deep. Lord God, that deep stuff right there. That deep stuff. Praise God. Rachel, uh, Jacob's wife, had a child just like Jabez. And because of her pain, he, uh, she died in childbirth and named him Benoni, which means child of my sorrow. That boy was going to get tagged all of his life being like Jabez, just just a pain. I caused my mother's death. I mean, what kind of identity could that be? And Jacob, who also knew what it was like to be cursed with a name. Jacob means supplanter or deceiver. And God came to Jacob when he wrestled with him. And you know, remember what Jacob said? I'm not letting you go unless you bless me. Yes. I'm going to wrestle with you, oh yes. God. But I'm not letting you go till you bless me. And you know what the blessing was? I'm changing your name. Yes. I'm breaking that curse. I overrule that. Yes. Overruled. Your name is Israel. Prince, my son. I'm going to name a whole nation after you, boy. Blessed. Man, this is ours to be had. Ours to be had. What we have overrules the curse. It's more powerful than the curse. If you would open up, get that bread out there. This is a celebration that the curse is broken. And if it's not cursed, it's blessed. Those are your two options. I put before you today, life, death, blessing, or cursing. That's your only two options. That's an easy one. And then God follows it up by telling you, and if you don't know what the answer is, I'll tell you what it is. Choose life. Yeah. It's A. Can't make it any easier than that. Hallelujah. Now, God, give us a grace and a capacity to take this in. Lord, move this from just great information, and it is, and great yes. knowledge. These words are spirit, and they are life. Holy Spirit, now come. Yes. Make these things a reality. We come against the curse and the identity of the curse. And Lord Jesus, this bread represents that you took my curse on your body so it could be done away with by the crucifixion of your flesh. You took that on. It is a done deal. Yes. And Lord, we have received you as Jesus, as Savior. If you're here in this room and you've never made Jesus Savior and Lord of your life, it's, it's really easy when your heart is hungry. And I believe the Holy Spirit's tapping on somebody right now and giving you that hunger. That hunger is a gift from God. It is a holy invitation, divinely written by God to say, today is your day of salvation. And normally I would lead you in a prayer. If you will right there where you're at in the sincerity of your heart, say, Jesus, save me. Save me. I don't want to go another day cursed. I want to be blessed. I want to know my new name. I want to be saved. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me and receive me as your own. I believe you, Jesus. You're my Savior. My heart is convinced. Save me. Save me. Right now. Right now. You are being saved. A miracle is happening. That's what this represents. That's what got done. Thank you, Jesus. You overruled yes. the curse over our bodies. You overruled sickness. Every time you walked past somebody sick, Jesus, you said, overruled. Be healed. You walked past dead people and said, overruled. Come alive. Yes. You walk past our sin and say, overruled. Blessed. Yes. Holy. Righteous. Lord Jesus, you took this on your body and you provided for us the blessing 
of salvation, the blessing of redemption, the blessing of healing. So Jesus, today, we come to celebrate and be fueled with fresh faith, fueled with fresh faith that we are blessed. And so, Jesus, every benefit procured by your broken body, every benefit, those we know, those we don't even know of, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, would you grant those to us now as we celebrate your broken body? Thank you, Jesus. We receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Can we take the broken bed? And the blood of Jesus over us, the blood of Jesus over my life, the blood of Jesus over this church, the blood of Jesus over my family, the blood of Jesus over the future, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the accuser of the brethren works day and night accusing each one of us but he, him, we overcome by the blood of the lamb. This blood ends every argument. Those arguments may be factually true, but the blood of Jesus says overruled, yes. overruled, yes. loved, accepted, forgiven, overruled. And so today, Lord Jesus, we lift this blood, this wine that represents the blood of Jesus on my behalf. And we overcome those arguments against us now in the name of Jesus by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Overcome, overruled in Jesus' name. Every person in here dealing with condemnation, shame, and guilt. Some from something they did last night. Could it be overruled? Overruled. Washed away. And not just forgiven. Yes, forgiven broken free. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, God, I ask that men and women that have been trapped in habitual failures, struggling, Lord God, their identity, their curse identity is addict, failure, chronic. Lord, these are the identities that the curse has put on them. Perverted, alcoholic, Lord, traps, Overruled in Jesus' yes. name. By the blood of Jesus, overruled. Forgiven, yes, and free. Yes. Set free in Jesus' name. Lord God, this is a house of freedom, and you have overruled or curse in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, thank you that this blood represents what washed away all of our sin, and we are white as snow. We are the righteousness of God in Christ because of what you've done. Every benefit of the blood of Jesus, every benefit known, and even those we're not even, we don't even know yet, we want every benefit of what you did. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless this as we take it now. Let's all take it together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A part of the curse was, a part of the curse was we could not in this flesh come into the presence of God like we're doing right now. But when Jesus died on the cross, the curse was broken and the veil that separated his holiness from our flesh was torn in two so that this very second, God will come down into this room and bless us. We're gonna sing one more song and I want you to receive it as a prophetic decree over your life as we worship now. Would you open your hands as a posture of receiving? God, we receive your blessing today. Have your way in this place.
sing this with me. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Family and 
Hallelujah. The Lord God bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord God lift up his countenance upon you. And his countenance is in a good mood. And may he give you peace. Lord God, we bless this place. We bless the work of your hands. We bless, Lord God, 2022. We bless the Crossing Church. We bless these families. We bless their finances. We bless the relationships. We bless the work of God. We bless God. We bless and we pray over this week, Lord God. Bless us. Bless us indeed, Lord God. Expand our territory and let your hand be upon us. Thank you, God. And Lord, every curse, everything broken over our life, in every prediction as to where we might end up that is of the curse, we break it now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord God. We pronounce the future of God for our lives. We bless ourselves with that in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for listening to the Crossing Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. Keep up with everything going on at The Crossing by liking us on Facebook, following us on Instagram, or subscribing to our YouTube channel. Or you can visit us online at www.thecrossing.cc.